You're listening to the podcast Bible Companion series by author P.H. Thompson. This is a chronological Bible study going chapter by chapter, discovering Christ in all of Scripture. This is Leviticus chapter 13, verses 1 through 59, Laws Concerning Skin Diseases. This whole long chapter is directed toward the priests who would be in charge of determining whether a skin disease was infectious and needed to be quarantined or harmless. It was up to the individual to come to the priest for inspection. Some of the skin diseases described here are what we would refer to as leprosy or Hansen's disease, while others are lesser rashes or burns. For cases of suspected infectious diseases and for the protection of the person's family and community, observation and isolation were demanded. Sometimes leprosy was mild, causing disfigurement, but not deformity, as in the case of the Syrian general Naaman, who was still able to perform his duties. In some cases, it caused white patches. Lepers were never brought anywhere on stretchers, so they were not lame. Several times in scripture, it was brought on suddenly as a judgment from God for a particular sin, as in the case of Miriam in Numbers 12, Gehazi in 2 Kings 5, and King Uzziah in 2 Chronicles 26. In cases of skin diseases which healed, the person would be pronounced clean. The following chapter will describe their ceremonial cleansing and readmittance back into the spiritual life of the nation. One humorous comment is in verses 40 and 41, which state, A man who has lost his hair and is bald is clean. If he has lost his hair from the front of his scalp and has a bald forehead, he is clean. So male pattern baldness was not a spiritual issue. Those who were truly lepers were to tear their clothes, cover their mustache with their hand, and cry out, Unclean, unclean, as a warning to others. These were symbols of grief and isolation. As long as he had leprosy, which, barring a miracle, was usually for life, he would have to dwell outside the camp of Israel with other lepers. He was considered ceremonially unclean and could not enter the tabernacle courtyard to worship. Leprosy represented sin and separation from God, as sin stains us and affects our relationship with God so that we are outcasts. This is also pictured um, the purity that must define the church. Matthew Henry comments, Thus must we take to ourselves the shame that belongs to us, and with broken hearts call ourselves unclean, unclean, heart unclean, life unclean, unclean by original corruption, unclean by actual transgression, unclean, therefore deserving to be forever shut out from communion with God and all hope of happiness in Him, unclean, therefore undone, if infinite mercy do not interpose. Long before people understood the principles of quarantine, the Bible spoke of isolating those who had contagious diseases and disinfecting their houses. In the New Testament, Jesus heals and cures many illnesses, but in reference to leprosy, it is always called a cleansing, since leprosy made a person unclean, not ill, according to the Mosaic Law. These laws concerning leprosy and other skin conditions can seem strange to us, Doubtless many of them were given for health reasons. However, the isolation of lepers and the prohibition against priests with leprosy 
or defects taking part in the service of the tabernacle may seem harsh or, and even cruel in our inclusive culture, but leprosy was an image of the pollution of sin in our lives. Sin disfigures the image of God in us. It separates us from God. It is the visible image of our filth compared to God's holiness. That's why Jesus cleansed lepers, not only with a word, which he did on some occasions, but with a touch. He could touch our sin and remove it without becoming contaminated himself. He restores us to fellowship once we are cleansed from our sin. To say that being cleansed of leprosy in that culture was life-changing is an understatement. Scarlet Threads So what scarlet threads or hints of Jesus Christ or the Gospel do we find in this chapter? The priests were tasked with examining potential cases of leprosy and making decisions regarding them. These things took time and discernment. They could not jump to conclusions. Likewise, we must be discerning and patient when making decisions about sin in the church. In leprosy, there is nerve damage, so a person doesn't feel on their hands and feet and may easily get injured or burned. Likewise, sin numbs our consciences, and we are unaware that we are slowly dying because of it. If the priests determined there was a truly dangerous skin condition, they were to faithfully diagnose it and recommend treatment. Likewise, as faithful priests, we must tell sinners the truth, that they are sinners who are unclean in God's sight, and then point to the gospel, which can cleanse them from their sin and restore them to a right relationship with God. In the Old Covenant, the priests could only make a diagnosis of leprosy. There was no law that could cleanse it. Likewise, the law can only act as a mirror to show us our sin. It can do nothing to cleanse us from it. But Jesus can diagnose and cleanse from leprosy and sin. When the priest diagnosed leprosy, the person was banished and had to accept the diagnosis and punishment. When we are confronted with our guilty state before God, when we hear the gospel, we mustn't fight against it, but agree that we are guilty sinners who deserve only punishment. Leprosy or other infectious skin diseases could potentially spread to contaminate clothing and other people. This provided an illustration that sin was pervasive and affects others. It showed how essential spiritual purity was to God. When Jesus cleansed lepers, they were then able to re-enter the temple to worship. Sometimes clothing was affected. In mild cases, the clothing could be washed and reused. Other times, it was beyond hope and had to be burned. Discernment was needed to decide which one was the case. Sin brings a stain on all we do. We approach sinners in different ways, law to the proud, grace to the humble. Lepers became outcasts of the community and had to live outside the camp with other lepers. Our sin defiles us and separates us from God. Lepers were to disinfect their homes and wash their clothes. But once we are saved, we are restored and reconciled to God. If we sin after we have been saved, we need to confess our sin and we will be forgiven. 1 John 1, 9 and 10 is called the Christian's Bar of Soap. You've been listening to the Bible Companion series by author P.H. Thompson. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and comment. 
Continue listening for Leviticus chapter 14. May God bless the study of his word.